This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Hi, this is Robert O'Reilly. My name is Gowron. Honor to you and your house. You're listening to Trek FM. T.O. Gray Hospital. Hello and welcome to Trek FM's Star Trek The Next Generation podcast, Earl Grey. Today it's me, Amy and Richard. It feels like it's been forever since it's just been the three of us and the, the team back together again, so I'm thrilled to be with you guys today. How are you? Doing greatly. Uh, yes, it's good to be back with the uh, Earl Grey team and just us. Looking forward for today. Hi, Richard. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great over here. <laughs> Did you have a good time doing your uh, round table for the patrons today, Richard? Yeah, actually, it was a very interesting conversation. We talked about uh, uh, guest stars as well as women of, uh, of uh, TNG, or at least uh, for the guest stars. And uh, we actually went on topic and went on to talk about uh, conventions and also um, uh, what we're doing for the 30th. So, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of conversation. Oh, for like three going people. off. Going off topic, huh? That never happens. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Five times we went off topic. (laughs) Excellent. Well, today is an interesting topic. It's my topic choice. And um, long before I ever got uh, my voice on the network, it was thrown out to the Standard Orbit listeners of, like, what kind of episode ideas did you have for the the team? And this was maybe a year or so ago now. And I was like, I'd love to hear you guys like review like the Star Trek movie trailers. And the guys amazingly did it with they did like the original series movies and the uh, the Kelvin timeline movies. And I was just thinking like the other day, like wait, like I'm in a position of power now. I can take back that idea somewhat. So we're gonna have a little trailer park of our own tonight. We're gonna go through the generations, first contact, insurrection, and nemesis trailers. Just focusing on the theatrical trailers. We're not gonna bore everyone with going through every single trailer. So it's just gonna be focused on the slightly longer second trailers. But maybe sometime we'll maybe do the the small teaser trailers. These aren't gonna be reviews of the movies. They're just gonna be reviews of kind of what we thought of the trailers and did it maybe match up with the movies themselves or was there anything kind of interesting that caught our eyes or any memories of seeing those trailers for the first time we can we'll see where this conversation goes so guys are you ready to join me in the lobby with some popcorn and we'll go into the the cinema absolutely hold on let me go get mine (laughs) (laughs) let's all go to the lobby oh i hate that commercial (laughs) (laughs) and get ourselves some treats at least it's better than that one that that Coca Cola one where they just sing and then that's all they do. <laughs> well, yes. 
So we're going to dive into our first trailer, Generations, and we're going to play a bit of the audio for you guys at home so when you're listening it can maybe take you back to the 90s or early 2000s and maybe you'll kind of know what we're talking about and not just talking about some random stuff. So here's the trailer for Star Trek Generations. In a distant corner of our galaxy, a secret observatory is attacked. A brilliant scientist is found, and a mysterious ribbon of energy where past and future collide is unleashed. It's a doorway that we call the Nexus. Every ship which has approached the ribbon has either been destroyed or severely damaged. Obviously, they were looking for something. There's still no indication of why they attacked the station. I must return to the observatory immediately. There's nothing I can do. Timing is very important in my experiment. What the hell's he doing? I have an appointment with Eternity, and I don't want to be late. Someone doesn't care about weapons or power. He just cares about getting back to the Nexus. The star is going to collapse in a matter of minutes. That'll destroy everything in this system. Population? 230 million, sir. Why would he destroy a star? I have to stop him. But I can't do this alone. I need help. I know someone who can. You say history considers me dead. Who am I to argue with history? You're a Starfleet officer. You have a duty. I don't need to be lectured by you. I was out saving the galaxy when your grandfather was in diapers. Now, the torch of adventure is about to be passed. Eliminate them. Klingon vessel decoking directly ahead, sir. Target their bridge! Full disruptors! <laughs> let's go! Bridge, we have a new problem! All right, let's move them out. Let's go. Take them out. Ten seconds to warp core breach. Brace for impact! Let's try and cheat death together. Warp one, engage! Star Trek Generations. So, guys, what did you make of the second trailer for Star Trek Generations? What Do you have any memories of seeing it for the first time? Or what did you think when you watched this trailer back there? Um, Honestly, I don't... So when I watched that uh, that trailer, uh, well, obviously it you know seeing the trailer now and then it's a little it's it's to me it, it's it shows off a lot of the movie, but when I rem- what I remember back when it first came out, I don't remember that much detail in the um, in the trailer because every because uh, I used to always say I, I always say that Star Trek doesn't always give everything like you know like the action movies all the good stuff in the in the trailers, but this one kind of does. I mean, it doesn't give away the story, obviously. Well, the ju- the main story, but the, all the other side stories—that's a whole different story. But like, yeah, it, I I just I remember this trailer a lot shorter and didn't give much. Do you get? Did you guys remember that? Well, kind of when I was watching it there, like I was just trying to throw myself back into it. Like I I, I don't really rem- ever remember seeing this on the big screen as a kid. Um, I, I just saw it kind of on the Star Trek videos before the the main feature, and um, yeah, watching it there, like it's partic- it's kind of really unclear what the Nexus is. It's just like something vague that the trailer guy's talking about. So like I'm not kind of sure what the Nexus is, and I'm watching this thinking, obviously Captain Kirk's gonna be in the movie, but you don't sort of get the impression that Captain Kirk's gonna be at the beginning of the movie, then perhaps come at the end. The way it's kind of edited, you know, where it's like the bit where he goes like, oh 
come on, let's go. You almost get the idea that, oh, he, he's working on the Enterprise D, perhaps. You don't sort of get the idea that there's an Enterprise B from this trailer. Um, and you kind of do get most of the kind of Kirk and Picard scenes, in a way, in the house. So, yeah, it, it's kind of watching it. And it is like a proper trailer, in a way. It's not kind of clear what's going on, where it's going, perhaps. So that's that's good. Yeah, I liked it. And I like the fact that it... It seemed more like a next-gen movie instead of what I think a lot of talk that I hear. It's always the Kirk and Picard story. And I think that the, well, I like obviously Next Generation. And so I like that it really highlights the next-gen part of the story. And you get little uh, glimpse of the Klingons, which we all love, and Uh, Guinan is in there and so all the highlight of Next Gen is in this movie with only little bit of Kirk which I like a lot about that and you get Picard lecturing Kirk you're a Starfleet officer you don't have to lecture me you know I mean that's just great because it shows off the two styles of the captains and so I really appreciated that it felt more like a Next Gen story instead of this Kirk passing the torch story. Yeah, it definitely was misleading too. <laughs> the torch of adventure is about to be passed. I, I mean, know, I the, wrote that down. The one annoying part, I think, with the trailer is um, that we have the... And it's not the first time we're going to see it in these Star Trek trailers is like they play their best hand, like the destruction of the Enterprise D when you see the engine drive section exploding and then the enterprise hurtling towards the planet you're like man could i have not seen that in the cinema like i really didn't want to kind of uh, have that ruined for me and there it is like the big action set piece oh oh thanks for that guys cheers they're destroying the enterprise again <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i yeah thought... like they did the same with the star trek 3 as well like you get that's what happened then as well yep let's just destroy the enterprise that's uh, right. and we'll throw in the trailer and i mean i get that it'll encourage people to go to the cinema but on a personal level i'd rather things like that were a surprise and a treat yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah that would have been uh well i don't know how much everyone would like that i guess the tos uh uh fans would uh would would probably remember the pain but i guess they got to do it to us tng fans too <laughs> exactly yeah exactly um, do you do you remember like one thing I think that was quite fascinating for me from a kind of as a music lover is Hulse Neptune is played as the 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 classical score at the beginning of the movie when they're talking about the Nexus, which is kind of a nice little connection with Star Trek Six because um, Hulse's the uh, Mars, the bringer of war, was used as the kind of inspiration for the soundtrack in that movie, and um, actually Nicholas Meyer was originally wanting to use all of Hulse's the planets to score um star trek 6 which would have included neptune so um there's a little kind of connection between star trek 6 and 7 there with the the trailer very nice yeah i noticed the music at the beginning it was like oh this is just perfect and just very beautiful and then they get to you know the the tv series score you know at the end but yeah the music really ties in i thought it did a good job um talking about the nexus and the ribbon and 
And but again, you know, I'm looking at it hindsight. You know, I know what the movie's about, right. but exactly. You know, <laughs> and so they have you, you know, wondering like, ooh, what's this ribbon, and why is he going to blow up the star? And you know, they have these questions posed. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to see this movie. What's going to happen and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it certainly looks quite like an action-adventure movie. You know, we've got Klingons, we've got shooting, we've got missiles, we've got planets being destroyed. It really does give an impression of quite an epic scale that we've perhaps not seen with The Next Generation before. Even things like seeing the the Amagosubs, uh, the observatory, um, stellar cartography on the Enterprise, you know, a, a star collapsing. You get some amazing visuals and that Nexus shot of the Nexus kind of waving, washing over uh, Soren is, is a beautiful shot as well. So there's there's a lot in there that you think, wow, this isn't kind of the next generation we've been used to. Yeah, it was interesting that I picked up they in the trailer talk about how, you know, the at first it was the observatory was destroyed and then they find this scientist I'm like, I didn't really get from the movie that Zorn was this famous scientist that they found. I I don't know. That was interesting. I was like, huh, that's a twist in the trailer that didn't really come through in the movie. Yeah, but it got you to it, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I think it's it's a it's a really good trailer, um, and it's certainly one of those ones that yeah, there's you would watch, and I think I would love to go back to the '90s where um, kind of maybe not going into this movie, just like having all the information taken away from me and thinking, wow, what is this movie going to be? Um, I think there's so many exciting little images and thoughts in there that I think, wow, that's that's such a cool looking movie, and um, yeah, I think it would have been quite a treat to have been a, a fan at the time to to revisit that. So this trailer then still makes you want to see the movie again, even though you've seen it, I don't know how many times? Um, if, if my mind was blanked, yeah, I would definitely want to see it again. Richard, yeah. did the trailer work for you now? Well, I was going to say this if we were going to rank them, <laughs> but like... Uh, yeah, we can rank them at the end. That's what we can okay, do. Okay, yeah, I was going to... Uh, yeah, let, let me... Uh, so, but yeah, does let me, it, let's just does it make that. you want to, I mean, see the movie again? If I was if if I didn't if I never saw Generations, yes, of course it would. Uh, after, uh, not really, because I I know what the scenes are and it and it it's misleading. Really? <laughs> so, wow! But like, I it, was. But I'll, I'll I'll explain on the other ones because I have them all ranked. And okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, <laughs> I saw this trailer and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to see the movie again, and I don't know how many times I've seen it. And yeah, it's not really my favorite, but this trailer made me want to see the movie again. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I want to, and just relive it all over again. I, I think the trailer for me, just, it worked very well. I was excited to see the movie again. Yeah, <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation on the big screen. I would love to see those movies. Like, I obviously I mentioned before, I missed out on seeing Generations because I had a uh, diarrhea, <laughs> and then uh, my dad snuck me in to see First Contact when I was underage. Saw Insurrection on New Year kind of day, um, and then I saw Star Trek Nemesis because I was a bit embarrassed. So, like, Generations is still the only like of the next generation movies i've not seen on the big screen and for my ocd that totally kills me so i really really want to see it somehow some way yeah very good so we will um post the link so that you can see the trailer that exactly which one we're talking about because i'm sure there's quite a few out there but yeah 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to uh, more the the first appearance of the Enterprise E and the Enterprise um, crew returning again for their second big screen adventure in the First Contact trailer. In his nightmares, he can see them. In his mind, he can hear them. Locutus. In his soul, he can feel them. I've just received a report from Deep Space Five. Long-range sensors have picked up. Yes, I know. The Borg set a course for Earth. Maximum warp. Now, in Earth's darkest hour, he must fight them again. Captain, Earth. Life signs? Population approximately 9 billion. All Borg. How? Time travel. They went back and assimilated Earth. Changed history. I must follow them back. Repair whatever damage they've done. But this time, they must travel to the past. April 4th, 2063. To save our future. You're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. They invade our space, and we fall back. They assimilate entire worlds, and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here. It looks like the control deck's 26 up to 11. Mr. Data and I are returning to the ship. Activate the auto destruct sequence. You want to destroy the ship and run away, you coward. If you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand. Let's rock and roll! Destroy them. Watch your future's end. Our shields and our weapons are gone. Resistance is futile. Perhaps today is a good day to die. going to lose the Enterprise. Not to the Borg, not while I'm in command. Star Trek. First Contact. So guys, what did you make of the First Contact trailer? Like, for me, I um, was thinking this is an um, such an epic trailer because I think it's easy to forget that the, the first teaser trailer for First Contact... Um, it had some scenes from the movie. It was only like a short minute or so trailer. Um, but all the footage in space was from like the next generation. So you saw the Enterprise D. You saw maybe a Borg cube from the Enterprise, uh, the next generation show. You you saw no footage whatsoever of the Enterprise E, the new Borg cube. So this was like our first chance to see the Enterprise E on the big screen back in the day. So what did you guys make of this amazing trailer? This is my favorite and also this is my most hated uh, trailer. Wow. <laughs> and the re- the reason why and the reason Ooh. why is cuz when I was going to see First Contact, I remember the teaser ones where they just show the Enterprise D and that was it. I never saw anything about uh the, the Enterprise E or what it looked like or even a I, I think there were talks about it, but I mean uh, uh, back then internet really wasn't as big as it is now. But like I remember that and when I saw it for the very first time, I it was I, I was amazed. I was beyond amazed. I couldn't even believe what it looked I mean, it was it was just too much. I had to watch it a couple more times in the theater. <laughs> but like at the same time, I think it undersold it. Um I think it under even though first contact did so well, I think that um yeah, they just didn't 
put enough pizzazz in the trailer, or at least I didn't think they did, even though it did really well. I don't know. That's that's just that's where I come favorite and hated at the same time. <laughs> huh? Interesting. I thought, man, there is a lot of blowing up going on with this trailer compared to these generations. Uh, everything seemed to be blowing up left and right. Um, but I had a question. Like, so at the beginning, is this trailer, and I don't know if any other movie trailers, like those scenes of Lacutus, were those taken from Best of Both Worlds? No. Um, oh. Those were done after the fact. Like, um, you watch kind of Best of Both Worlds, you see some of the assimilation process, but very little. Right. Um, well, when he comes with the red light, you know, I thought, man, that's yeah. taken from the TV series. Aye. If 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 you've got if you've got your eagle eye on, and I know that you've been drinking a glass of wine uh, before this, Amy, so I'll, I'll forgive you. But um, when you look at um, the the Locutus at the beginning of First Contact and the First Contact trailer, it's like the new Borg design, nineties design that they went with. So um, no, none, there's none of the content um, from First Contact or um, the trailers is used from Best of Both Worlds. Well, either way, I think they do an excellent job tying it in um, from Best of Both Worlds and getting, yeah, that whole process and relating that, you know, Picard can hear their thoughts and, you know, and so you, it just is a flood of memories all from this series, you know, that this truly is a next gen movie, none of this Kirk business going on. Sorry. And so I just love it. And they got the best lines in the trailer. A line must be drawn here. And then, of course, we have Richard's tagline. Perhaps today is a good day to die. So they get like the best of the movie just shrunken down. I think it's a great. I Again, I wanted to see this movie after watching yeah, this trailer. Like, I think it's just so epic. I mean, uh, once again, the music I'll highlight um, is James Horner's uh, Genesis Countdown from Wrath of Khan. Do you reckon? Did you recognize that, Amy? <laughs> no, of course I Richard... did not. But it's fitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's I the one that's like So it's awesome. Yep. And I think <laughs> with when you watch this, you're kind of a bit unsure what the plot is in a way that you've got the Borg and you've got first contact but like it doesn't really indicate that the borg are going back in time to stop first contact you have this idea mm-hmm. that the borg are going to the past to do something but you're not quite sure what and i remember seeing like you know this shows how young and naive i was like i basically as a kid i had only maybe the trailers to go on in the, like on the videos or if i ever saw a first contact trailer on the big screen so i didn't really know what the plot was going to be and watching this movie I, th- I had like an idea in my head that based on the trailer that the Enterprise is going to go in the past and then there's going to be like a Borg ship in the future still and like there's going to be like space battles going on like simultaneously and I never kind of had the idea that the space battle stuff was all going to be at the beginning. So I remembered like mm-hmm. Brent Spiner and LeVar Burton were on like a kids program called Live and Kicking. Um, I can't remember why they were there but they were there. It was just before First Contact and I was like, oh, I want to call in with a question. And I remembered my dad saying, so what question are you going to ask, son? I was like, what the plot of the movie is? I just want to know what it's about. Um, and he was like, they're not going to tell you what the plot of the movie is. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I just like that about the movie. Like, it's teasing ideas, thinking, oh, what, what's this? What's going on kind of here? And it's good to kind of put yourself back in that 90s world where, you know, information is a bit harder to come by. And 
Um, I just think you look at this trailer and it just seems epic in scope, like the battle scenes, the ship designs, the Enterprise E, um, as you were saying, everything is exploding. That's never a bad thing sometimes. Um, the Borg just look awesome, this queen. And after the fact that one of my favorite characters in Park, Parks and Rec, Ben Wyatt, he is played by Adam Scott. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Adam Scott. Nope. Um, so Adam Scott, uh, he's like a comedian, and um, he plays Ben Wyatt in Parks and Recreation, who writes Star Trek fan fiction. He is actually the helmsman on the Defiant that says, there's another starship coming in. It's the Enterprise. So it's quite good to yes. see that his future geeky character got to already live the dream of being a Star Trek um, character in, in, in the trailer and the movie. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so did we see a lot of the Enterprise E? I mean, I sort of was surprised to not see more of her in the trailer. I mean, because we know, you know, I mean, it comes obviously after generations with the T blowing up that they would have, you know, highlighted this new ship. I don't you know. You see it once at the beginning, I know once orbiting Earth. At the end, and... yeah. Yeah. yeah let me just i'm just scanning through it just now yeah i think you only see it twice yeah just like once doing a flyby yeah. thing and then once kind of going on earth but you don't see many of the space shots but i think at the time that it's the same obviously with the generations trailer and um, these things take so long to to you know render and design back in the day a real mixture of models and cgi and um, so i think yeah, they, they would have still been working probably to a tight deadline to get all this sort of stuff finished. So they probably only had a few shots really to play with. Um, so it's, it's good that they're using the actual space shots from the movie and not just recycling the, um, the TNG stuff. And I'm sure when we do a teaser trailer uh, episode, um, we'll probably discuss that in probably a bit more detail, I think. Well, and they never said, well, I, re I don't remember saying Zephyr and Cochran, are we to assume like when we saw him that we knew that that's who Zephyr and Cochran was? Because I don't think that that plot line was explored at all very well in the no. trailer, which good yeah, or I had bad. the same thought. Mm -hmm. We right. just, yeah, just teases and it's, that's so yeah. cool to be in that position yeah. where everything isn't written out. Like we know they're going back in time. Why are they going back in time? I do love that line. Like, you're some astronauts on, on some kind of Star Trek. So cool. Never gets old. Yeah, exactly. Never gets old. Nope. But, um, yeah, like, I think it's <laughs> it's a pretty epic trail. I think it, the the action scenes look just as epic as the the drama we're, that we're getting in this movie that we're seeing a vengeful Picard. We're seeing him confronting Worf. We're seeing Data in a very bizarre situation with what looks like human flesh on his skin. Um, and we're seeing um, the Lily and Picard confrontation, which is probably one of the best Star Trek scenes in general. So... As much as we're getting explosive uh, action scenes, we're also getting explosive drama as well, which is awesome. Yeah. So did this trailer want to make you watch First Contact again? Absolutely, Wait. yeah. Like, I, I would watch, I was watching that trailer earlier thinking, oh my God, I, I just want to watch the movie again. Absolutely. Right, right. Richard, what about you? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, uh, like I said, I, I thought it was, I thought it undersold a little bit but that's yeah <laughs> that's because you know but yeah, the movie, but yeah well yeah i mean and, and i try and i really tried to think about it like if i was if this was back when it when it first came out and i just 
I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to watch First Contact again. This trailer did it. Just, oh, yeah, very, very I think, good. good. I think trailer. that's a good thing, though, that it, that it teases. And, um, yeah, like, it's it's so frustrating nowadays with so many modern trailers. Like, I see a lot of films, and I'm watching the trailers thinking, I've just watched that movie before it's even, like, come out. Like, I can put all this stuff together. I mean, some of them have just been so shocking in recent years. And it's so good to watch a trailer and go, huh, cool. I didn't see that one coming. Brilliant. It's I like that. So let's go back to 1998 and Star Trek Insurrection. It is human nature to wonder what it would be like to never grow old, to experience utter peace and harmony. And it is also human nature for some of us to want what we do not have. Alert, area 12. He's trying to remove the headpiece. Do not delay the countdown. And for others to stand in their way. We are participating in the outright theft of a world. They were never meant to be immortal. Who the hell are we to determine the next course of evolution for this people? Radiation coming from the planet's rings continuously regenerates our genetic structure. We're only moving 600 people. We'll be able to help billions. This is the moment we've planned for so many years. How many people does it take before it becomes wrong? How many people does it take, Admiral? We wouldn't be tempted by the promise of perpetual youth. There are hard choices to be made. Send your ships. Don't let go of this moment. Looks like you're planning on doing some hunting. Return to your quarters. That's an order. No uniform, no orders. The environmental anomalies may have stimulated certain rebellious instincts which could affect everyone's judgment, except mine, of course. Okay, Data, what do you think we should do? Saddle up. Lock and load. On December 11th... Move these people out! Stand in defiance. Definitely feeling aggressive tendencies, sir. Hold your ground. If a court-martial is the only way to tell what is happening here, I welcome it, Admiral. Join the rebellion. Blow off the ram scoop. Stand by. Full thrusters. Star Trek Insurrection. So, what did you make of Star Trek Insurrection? Is the trailer better than the final product, or is the trailer a fair representation of... The mess that's about to come? It is a fair representation of the mess that is insurrection. I it was so underwhelming, just oh, I couldn't even believe the trailer. I'm like it bored me. Just the trailer bored me. I okay, oh so we get to see Clean Shaven Riker. So that was nice. And <laughs> that's my nice thing I'll say about it. <laughs> but the join the rebellion i didn't why did they even say that and they haven't set up that it's this rebellion i it was so muddled and of course the movie in my opinion is not the best it's and so i it was difficult for me to even enjoy this trailer what did you think richard as this this film is known to me as the movie that does not exist 
<laughs> and we do not say its name. <laughs> but I like the trailer. <laughs> I really like the trailer. Wow. Yeah, I um I I it it oversold it and I absolutely do not like this movie. I mean, yeah, I agree. It bored me uh quite a bit and um <clears throat> Yeah, it just wasn't. It didn't live up to what uh, the trailer uh, hyped it up to be. And I guess this this will be one of the first um, ones of Star Trek that ever did that. But um, yeah, I, I I actually enjoyed the the trailer. I I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think like it's interesting. You watch the beginning of the trailer and you think, oh, this, this what is this movie like when it's kind of teasing this mysterious village where everyone wears brown and beige and earth tones you know like, oh, what's this and then it kind of reveals oh it's a star trek trailer so it doesn't kind of feel like a kind of star trek trailer i think it's quite a good trailer i mean it's not the most exciting i wouldn't rush to the cinema to see this trailer but i think there's some good stuff in it like that it plays on some of the moral arguments so unlike the kind of previous two movie trailers we're watching this and thinking ah like this is kind of going to be a moral argument. You can sort of paint a thread of where this movie's kind of going. And I think it does scale really well that we've not seen really maybe since the Voyage Home or kind of probably the exception of Voyage Home. Star Trek's never really done much outdoor beyond the soundstage stuff. So to see like all these amazing vistas and like all of this beautiful locations in uh, California you're thinking wow it's going to be amazing to see the Enterprise on this mysterious alien planet you know the Sona ships that um, look really awesome um, mm-hmm. and you see some of the Enterprise battling in space you know we obviously didn't get too much of that in first contact so that's something to look forward to and it just seems like an interesting blend of action and adventure and kind of something a bit different for our crew so I think as a trailer it's pretty good I mean apart from the uh, saddle up let's lock and load and I could just feel myself putting the gun to my temple with that light it's like (laughs) oh that's bad that's Michael Piller man sorry yeah I did like seeing the ships uh, and that was really cool and um, yeah you see again you're just not quite sure is Picard going against the Admiral there and then the people with the weird skin you don't really know what they have to do with this beautiful planet and then Data you see half of his head and not his body and it it was just really disjunct but I they did have you know the good like you said the morals of Picard saying, well, how many is too many, you know, and and stuff like that. So I guess, yeah, hmm, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go with what she said. <laughs> no, it- so did you have any favorite bits, Richard? Obviously, you, you really like this trailer perhaps I, a bit more than Amy. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's it's a very boring film uh, after watching it, after uh, after the fact. And but I really I, I really liked, um, I love the shooting uh, of the rifles, uh, the compressed uh, compressed rifles. Uh, I really liked. Well, they really didn't show much of start the starships except for the, one of them, one or two of them blowing up. Right? Is that what I remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like yeah. Yeah, from with the ram. So you really don't see much of that, and I guess that's good too because I really enjoy that piece of the movie as well. Um, it, I don't know, it, in, but the rest of it, I mean, obviously the beginning is great, and the boring piece in the middle is 
what I don't like. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like we're not rushing back to see a Star Trek Insurrection if we saw this in the cinema screens this weekend when we're waiting in line to see Guardians of the Galaxy or <laughs> whatever. It's the only movie I don't own. Just oh, really? yes, I so I Yo. bought the pack, I bought the DVD pack, and I and I actually took it out and I threw it away. <gasps> oh my goodness! I don't own it. Completionist, completionist in me would be having a exactly right. Yeah, I have it because it's part of a set. Nope, I threw it away. I've got like the DVD copy there, and I've got the Blu-ray copy to the other side. Like, yeah, I, I I could not not right exactly. So where did you throw it out to? Uh, well, let's just say I put it through a. uh, a shredder <laughs> is it like a youtube video of you online like shredding this no that's me in broncos gear but <laughs> no but uh yeah i i i destroyed that disc with every every uh ounce of uh, strength i have <laughs> oh dear well on that note i think we know that richard is not keen on it star trek insurrection no. uh, the movie but like the trailer but you get the trailer as the uh, Blu-ray uh, DVD extra, so you know maybe it's worth keeping for your favorite trailer then. Yeah, I don't want to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we dive into Star Trek Nemesis now? We've recently debated this on uh, Earl Grey, so let's see what the trailer looks like. Our eyes reflect our lives, don't they? I can see as well as you can. I can feel everything you feel. In fact, I can feel exactly what you feel. He said he's a mirror for me. I need to know where the hell he came from. The same blood runs through our veins. As if part of me had been stolen. You can feel your hunger. I must deactivate you. Why? Because you are dangerous. Look in the mirror. See yourself. I'm a mirror for you as well. Don't be so vain. So, what did we make of the Star Trek Nemesis trailer? This film, as we know, hugely divides opinion. So, I'm going to go with you, Amy. You obviously are a Nemesis fan. Is the Nemesis trailer as good as the film for you? Or what's your views on it? Absolutely I really, and I really like First Contact, but this trailer just sets up the movie so perfectly. It's constantly talking about the opposites, which I love. And the cool, the eyeball at the beginning goes so awesome, almost through the whole trailer. So you've got this eyeball. And then, because it's talking about the eyes or, you know, you can see into the soul. And then it goes into this eclipse. 
again, this opposite thing, right? Sun, moon, eclipse. And then it goes to the weapon, you know, that comes out. And then it goes to the Romulan Senate. And then it goes to bald heads. I mean, just perfect of this beautiful uh, imagery that you get starting from the eyeball that just shows everything that Nemesis is about. That was one part. Amy, breathe into the bag before you hyperventilate. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it, it is a, a great trailer. And it's also the first one without a voiceover as well. Like, I like it thing where it's like for every force in the universe, there is an opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, for every good, there is an evil. And the only way to... Uh, uh, the only way to conquer it is to face it. I, I think that's so cool. Um, I actually had that like back in the day when I was a young, young kid. Uh, in like MSN, you had your username, and you could have like a little italics thing where it would be like a long sentence. It was usually people doing like lyrics to like impress girls. I had that as my uh, like underneath thing, so it'd be like my name. I think it was like Hutch Unplugged, and then it had that thing underneath it uh, for every good and evil in the universe so yeah the trailer it was right at that kind of time that i was getting kind of good use out of the internet like it's an amazing trailer mm. absolutely like i love it um boring fact again about the music i say boring it's an amazing fact uh, that's danny elfman's score for planet of the apes that's playing underneath it and it is actually a staple of my running playlist wow. so uh the nemesis trailer has some sort of a effect from there terrible movie uh the daniel uh the planet of the apes uh movie but the score is so good um so that that adds a kind of trust jerry goldsmith did the original planet of the apes score so a bit of a star trek connection there um but it's a very modern it's it's very dark it looks really adult like it's like next generation like after dark like there's like violence there's sex there's action and i, I think the eyeball thing is really cool at the beginning i like how it molds into the paramount logo yeah. i think the picture of like when they have picard morphing into uh, shins on yes. so yes. cool the space battles i mean annoying again that they show the cool clip with like the enterprise ramming you know we're, we're getting the best action beat of the whole movie and it's kind of spoiled but again i understand they've got to get people in a very competitive christmas period in 2002 into the cinema so i can understand that so it's, it's such a cool trailer it, I, I love it i love the teaser trailer as well and we'll touch upon that in a later episode but yeah awesome trailer yeah i totally agree it's an awesome trailer i i absolutely um i couldn't give it any more higher praise it's actually my number one <laughs> if we were to Yay. rank it but like i did i one thing i did like about the uh trailer uh was that it made it look like troy was portraying uh the the crew i don't know if it doesn't didn't it look like that yes because Ooh, i never thought of it yeah like that. i saw that and that's in my notes it's like you've got troy kissing Shinzon very passionately right. And, you know, again, because it starts out with the opposites, you know, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what's where's this going to lead? Yeah. Yeah. And I really wish they would have done it that way (laughs) versus the controversy. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, like I think it's I I can't remember if it was before or after the trailer. Like, obviously, I mentioned before that the script leaked well in advance of this movie coming out. And like, I kind of knew everything that was going to happen because like, yeah, there was no way I was not going to read that script. Um, And I think it was really quite fascinating to like watch the trailer and think, oh, yeah, like there's that ramming scene that I read about in the script that sounded incredible. And oh, yeah, this is going to happen. Oh, that's, you know, Data's death. Like they are actually physically showing Data's like, you know, obviously we have the context, but they're showing Data's final moments um, before he dies. I thought that was quite um, 
quite quite bold. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. so the one part of the trailer that I didn't like was where they've got Riker fighting the Viceroy and he falls to the depths of who knows where. I mean, I guess that's hindsight because I know where it's supposed to be in the Star Trek, you know, in in Enterprise. But it's like that scene is just so stupid and just so cliche of someone dropping to the bottom of who knows where it just. So outside of that, the trailer was very good. So that's the one thing I didn't like about it. And Generation's final journey begins. What a a tagline that is as well. The final journey. I know that made me cry. It's a shame no one went to see this at the cinema. Like I remembered, like this was like I've the Star Trek trailers. Like this was the one I saw in the cinema quite frequently. It was on quite a lot, and I remembered always whenever I'd walk in cinema, it was playing. I was like, yes, yes. And there was one time I came in, it was halfway through playing, and I was like, no, I want to see this like fully on the big screen. It was, uh, it was so cool. Like I forgot to say it during Insurrection, but um, like the, the, we didn't have the internet at that point in the village I grew up in. And I was desperate to see the Insurrection trailer. Like, you know, it's new Star Trek. I need to see this footage somehow or some way. And I remembered back in, uh, it would have been 98, like, oh, wow, um, Grease the movie's on at the cinema. And that's a Paramount movie, which surely must mean they're going to be showing the Star Trek Insurrection trailer, which will be my way to finally see this movie. So how am I going to get to this Grease movie? (laughs) And obviously I lived like 35 miles away from the cinema. So I was like to my mom, eh, Mom, can we go see the Grease movie? She's like, why do you want to see the Grease movie? Oh, you know, eh, it's just one of those classics that everyone's got to see, isn't it? No, we're not going to go see Grease. <laughs> so uh, that, I thought I remember trying to angle that for at least a week to try and get to this week, uh, week-long Grease re-release just to see the Star Trek Insurrection trailer. Truly changed days. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. That was, that's creative. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine? That was me at 11 years old. So uh, quite the, the geeky child. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so does anyone have any final thoughts on the Nemesis trailer before we go and rank these uh, these trailers? No. I, I thought it was a really pretty... It was a pretty good... Uh, I thought it was a really good trailer. I was about to say pretty damn good. <laughs> Definitely. So, Richard, you've got the ranks all prepared in the head. This is our way of buying some time for me yes, and Amy to, uh, to go over them. So, Richard, do you want to give us your top four of the Star Trek movies? Sure. Um, it's Nemesis is number one. Hmm. Insurrection is number two. Um, and uh, Generations is number three. And First Contact was number four. Wait Even a minute. I, wait a minute. First being what? number one being your best? Yes, I, yeah, I absolutely freaking love First Contact, but it's not my favorite out of all. If if I were if I were to just base it strictly off the, um, off the trailers, trailers. I would not. It to me, it wasn't the best because they missed out on some of the best scenes. Um, and I, I just think that they could have done better on on those uh, trailers. Okay, I think saying, I really heard you wrong. <laughs> go through your list again. You have number one is in, Nemesis is uh, Nemesis is number one. Oh, Nemesis is number one. Okay, Insurrection is number two. Uh huh. Generations is number three. Uh huh. And First Contact is number four. Huh. Yeah. 
I, I so what? I I love. I mean, I I hated Insurrection, but I love the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Obviously, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about your well, guys? Yourself? Have, Lee, did I buy you enough time? I'll, go, time? I'll give Amy a bit of time. <laughs> I, I've, you've bought okay. me enough time. Um, saddle up. I would go for in fourth place. Insurrection. Three generations. Two nemesis. And just edging it would be number one, first contact. I just think um, the first contact one, just like just seeing it as a kid and seeing the Enterprise E and just those briefest flashes on the big screen and just it was so dramatic and bold. Um, and yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, most definitely. And, and Nemesis is just all the trailers for that movie were, were fantastic. So yeah, it just edge, edges it, uh, edge, first contact just edges it out. What about yourself? Okay, so uh, my fourth least favorite, if you listen to the podcast, you know, Insurrection. Um, Then I'm going to put First Contact as third because Generations, Mm. it really brought that excitement back to me. I was like, oh, I've got to watch Generations. So I put Generations at two and then number one, Nemesis. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, the trailer itself was so good. But yeah, interesting. <laughs> I guess I should have gone in reverse and done it that way. Let it <laughs> but, but I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but even your four being first contact still is surprising. So that's pretty. Uh, but yeah, and I love the movie. And now if right. we were to cla- uh, classify which one was the best, it'd be first contact. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so the yeah. trailers yeah. definitely. So when you kind of just like kind of wrapping up here, like, do you feel like watching these trailers that they're a fair representation of the movies, or, um, or are these trailers just like a good throwback, thinking, oh yeah, they, they were they were okay, I guess, um, or the movies were a bit better? Have you got any kind of final thoughts on our our trailer rewatch? I definitely prefer the teaser trailers, and that's only because it doesn't give much, and I think that's what hooked me more on the movies than anything else, because I think. I saw the theatrical trailers after the fact on, I th- no, no, that's not true about Generations. But um, yeah, the rest of them, I actually just saw the teaser trailers and I never saw the theatrical until after the fact. So oh. um, yeah, or at least that's what I remember. Because uh, like I said, if this was what this, if this was released before the movie even came out, then then me saying, it makes me a hip uh, saying uh, saying that uh, they they give all the you know basically the movie in the trailer a hip uh, makes me a hypocrite. But I I must have just saw the the teasers, so yeah. But for the most part, well, we're definitely going to do a teaser episode. Like, there's so much to talk about with the teaser trailers alone. Like, there's scenes in the Nemesis one that were never used in the mm-hmm. film, and. Um, insurrection kind of use insurrection uses some of the first contact footage again generations is basically just like a compilation of um footage from tng first contact it has a bizarre made clip where they have an intrepid class voyager ship uh fighting a board ship so there's plenty to discuss with the teaser trailer so we're definitely maybe in a month or two we'll maybe come back to that when it's my turn for the topic we'll 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 com- give a nice companion piece to this episode with the the teaser trailers wow looking forward to that that sounds exciting um, I like the trailers, the theatrical trailers, and I don't really remember seeing them in the movies, so I'll say this is my first time seeing them. 
I think that they did an excellent job. For the most part, it made me want to go watch the movie again, even though I've seen them all a hundred times. I think they, yeah, highlight. They don't give away too much like nowadays trailers do. And they highlight. It's interesting to see what they highlight compared to what most of the conversation is nowadays. So I find that interesting uh, when watching these trailers, like, you know, especially with generations or insert, I mean, all of them really that they, you know, you see these highlights that maybe the film's supposed to be about that. But then when you hear the fans talking, they pick up on different threads and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed watching these trailers, the movie trailers. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, it's quite fun to just go back and think, or try and put yourselves in the head of like, what was it like back in the 90s or the early 2000s, kind of before the internet? And with so many trailers these days, we, we've got it all sussed before we, we figure it out. And it's quite curious to go back and think, yeah, do these kind of companions, like, do these match up with what the movies are? Is there kind of anything? And you think, like, we watch First Contact, we don't actually know why it's called First Contact. That's not clear whatsoever. The Nexus, we don't really know how Picard and Kirk are kind of meeting and what this Nexus really is. Um, so there's, like, there's so many kind of plenty things to there. And even Richard highlighting, oh, it looks like Troy was being kind of a, a traitor to the crew. I never thought of that, but I'll probably think of that now when I watch the kind of the trailers. Yep. Yeah, definitely misleading. <laughs> Absolutely. So, has anyone got any final thoughts? Well, no? like I said, we oh. will have the links to these trailers so that you can watch them. They're very quick and easy to watch and then enjoy our discussion and add to it on the Babel Conference. Yeah, and if you want to check out the companion episode to this, uh, suggested by little old me back in the day, Standard Orbit 127, Temporal Trailer Park 1, uh, they did a two-part episode dedicated to going through all of the uh, the trailers for the, the many Star Trek uh, original series movies from kind of the original to uh, the Kelvin timeline, so well worth checking out, so we'll, we'll basically have the whole thread complete, so something for you all to check out on uh, your long commutes so talking about movie trailers from the next generation isn't the only thing we've been talking about here on the network this week here's what's been happening on all our other shows previously on trek.fm saturday morning trek he's like the little kid from the very last episode of saint elsewhere Boba oh, Fett no. and all this takes place in the head of Chewbacca's son. The whole panoply of Star Wars. It all takes yeah. place in Lumpy's head. All of Star Wars. I think that we may have cracked the, the code of Star Wars yeah, altogether. I think we did. Lumpy created Boba Fett. Warp 5. They never really do say what sport it is, right? We just assume it's baseball because he said doubleheader. Well, he went to a baseball game with her, and he said baseball game. I think game, he I said think. baseball in Doylestown earlier. So. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, sorry, writers. You messed that one up then. This is. I don't even want to do this commentary anymore. Let's switch it to something <laughs> else. Melodic Treks. Two things to say about that. Uh, the first is that Horner was really good at writing sustained cues. Always has been. Uh, you know, going back to some of his early stuff like Star Trek II, where you have the Battle of the Mutara Nebula, you know. That's, that, that's, that's not necessarily an easy thing to do. The 602 Club. And it's not subtle, but this is what happens. Ego is what happens when you only find meaning in yourself and 
you are truly all that matters. And introducing our newest show, Primitive Culture, a look at history and culture through Star Trek. The key thing with Jatrelli all of these elements are exactly the same thing as the events in real life. You know, the Metron Cascade is the bomb. Rhinax is Nagasaki or Hiroshima. You know, the poisoning is analogous to radiation poisoning and all these different things. And the the parallels are enormously overt with Jatrelli straight away. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out all of these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcast. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcast on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Speaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, in most third-party apps. And you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's shows, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best places to join the larger conversation is in the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. We love interacting with our listeners there, so join the conversation. If you'd like to send us an email, we love those too. You can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Earl Grey. That will come right to us. You can also find the network on Twitter at trek.fm and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm. If you'd like to help keep all the shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It's requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all that details at patreon.com slash trekfm. So, Amy, if people wanted to reach out to you and find out if they want to share some salty or sweet popcorn with you, where can people find you? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson. And, but mostly my favorite place on the Babel Conference, uh, our dedicated Facebook group. Richard? What about yourself, Richard? Where can people find you if they want to find out if you've got, if you want butter or no butter in your popcorn? Definitely no butter. Uh, (laughs) uh, They can find me exclusively only on the Facebook in the Babel Conference. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's that's the only place I'm at right now. (laughs) I love it. 
And you can find me, you can ask me if I want like Maltesers or Skittles in my popcorn at Lee underscore Nostromo or at Star Trek VHS or the Filibuster Nerd Geek Podcast. Um, So yeah, you can find me on all those places. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Earl Grey and to all our patrons, all our listeners, we really appreciate you so much. So join us next time for another cup of Earl Grey. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Two captains, one destiny. Great joy and gratitude.